You can support Geek Therapy and gain access to exclusive content by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash geektherapy. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. Here at Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. My name is Oswe Cardona, and I'm joined by Lauren Keller. Hello. And Laura Taylor. Hey. Today, we're going to talk about sex. So if that makes you uncomfortable, please stick around, because I think that'll be a big part of <laughs> why we're going to talk about it now. Uh, but you have been warned. Um, before we get to that conversation, I uh, want to thank a few people. So we have three new Patreon supporters this month. Woo! So a big, uh, big thank you and shout out to Lana, Wendell, and Chris. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you so, so much. Um, also, a big thank you to Geek Teacher on the GT Forum for providing feedback on last week's episode. We're glad that it could help you out. It means a lot that you that you uh, decided to comment on it and let us know how it made you feel. We really appreciate that. And finally, uh, we got a question in the question queue from Steph, and it's such a good question that we're going to dedicate the whole next episode to it. So, Steph, if you're listening, uh, please check back in next week for a, a long answer to, to your question. Thank you so much for writing in. Uh, you too can write in at the question queue at geektherapy.com slash QQ. Keep that in mind if you have any questions, any topics you want to suggest. With all of that out of the way, Lauren, what are we talking about today? Okay, so um, I got to pick the topic this week, mm-hmm. and last week was kind of a bummer, so I wanted to talk about something kind of fun, and, uh, and then I decided I wanted about to talk about sex and sex education. So, um, gosh, what was... The inciting event, I was scrolling through Twitter and somebody had posted like a picture from a children's book that I had had as a kid. Um, I'm trying to remember what the name of it was. I think it was uh, Where Did I Come From? But it's this, you know, children's, uh, you know, describing pregnancy and everything uh, and, and basic sex education for children. But they had these... The characters were these like little round pink fat people and they were very cute and I loved that book. And so it just sort of got me thinking. Um, I've talked to other people who have interacted with that book or with that type of book when they were kids. Um, but that's not everybody's introduction into sex education. So I was kind of interested to talk about you guys um, about what kind of media was formative for you. In your sex education, or pornography, if not, if, <laughs> if not media, then you know if you got it from school or your parents. Like I'm interested to hear that stuff. Pornography. Pornography. Okay. Probably. What about you? Yeah. What about you, Laura? Well, school. Mm-hmm. I mean, they California was pretty good. Like sex education, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth grade. Did you uh, Did you have for all those years? Yeah. I did. Wow. Um, okay. In fourth grade, it was mostly about HIV AIDS and preventing okay. STDs and then what a period is. And they separated so the boys and the girls. Okay. <laughs> um, but then it got into other stuff with talking about sex and 
how sex works. Um, most of that had nothing to do with the kind of sex I would be having in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I'd say, and it wasn't something that was really on my mind. I think when I was a kid, the closest thing to learning about sex I got from media was like Beverly Hills 90210. Uh, okay. A, lo- a lot of that. A lot of that. And then as I got older. Like, whoa, whoa. Th- like, what did you learn from, from 90210? That clothes come off. I watched okay. that show for uh, when I was a kid. Like, that's but, what I learned. But but that was, uh, it was like primetime um, local there was channel, a lot right? of sex okay donna martin lost her virginity on that show <laughs> well well yeah yeah so that, that's what like what i'm curious about is so those like, kinds of things yeah like it's not on hbo right so like you didn't see stuff but like how like so so they they talked about it right when it starts there in high school correct yes yes okay okay but then they go to college and then they're not in college anymore and there's like drugs and like date rape and like there's all kinds it, it gets crazy as i get mm-hmm. older and I remember mm-hmm. watching that in high school. Like I remember watching them in high school when I was younger than high school. So, um, got it. Yeah. yeah. So I had I had like set sex slash health education through school in in fifth grade, seventh grade, and uh, ninth or tenth grade. I don't remember which year I ended up taking it, but. Um, by the time I was in fifth grade, like a lot of the information I was being given from the teacher, I already knew or um, was better informed about because I had I had had access to lots of books about sex education and learning about your body. I had um, this book called The Care and Keeping of You, which talked a lot about body stuff, um, especially about, you know, young young women's bodies. Uh or fem- feminine bodies. And um, I had a couple of like American girl books that talked about stuff like that and how to um, interact uh, with other people on emotional level and talking about, you know, early relationship stuff in general. Um, but that, that, I mean, that was honestly the, the most shocking thing to me in my school education. There was so much more focus on like the mechanics of heterosexual uh, like making babies sex and then like watch out for STDs and not very much at all about like relationships, which are a big part of sex education, in my opinion. And so mm-hmm. um, I definitely got a lot more of my my knowledge about like the, you know, the functioning and mechanics of sex from like anatomy books and, and books about more anatomy angled things. But, you know, TV shows and um, movies, those were the things that, and, you know, like fantasy novels, those were the things that taught me about, like, the more relationship aspect of sex. And, um, yeah, it's like, that maybe probably should have been touched on in school or, my, my, my parents did okay about that stuff, but um, not great. <laughs> uh yeah. It's it's really interesting to think about. I mean, you know, porn porn was was part of my education. I remember being I must have been 10 or 11 and my sister was 8 or 9 and we were staying the night over at her dad's house. 
And he had a collection of Playboys, like a nice collection of Playboys from like the year they started coming out. And he kept them on a shelf in his office because it's like it was a collection. You know, like you keep like the the full set of leather bound books all next to each other. Nice. That's Um, like worth some money, I bet. Probably. (laughs) Um, uh, But we had heard at school that Ginger Spice had been in Playboy. And so one night we went looking through all of the Playboy magazines, not because we were necessarily titillated by the sexual aspects, but because we were like, ooh, there's a Spice Girl in here. We got Finder. Like, like, is it true? Like, like you wanted to prove that it actually happened? or I think partly we wanted to just be able to say that we had seen it. Gotcha. I think yeah. um, now for me looking back as a very queer person, it was also like, uh, you know, I, I had crushes on, on beautiful women and uh, didn't really totally internalize that until much later. But uh, yeah, I think... Um, Definitely, definitely a lot of other media besides, like, straight up porn was educating to me. I don't know Mm. if that is because, as a kid, like, somebody had told me straight up is, like, porn is not, like, real sex. It's, it's, you know, it's movies. It's meant to look magical and, and, and impossible. You know, just like when you watch the movies and the car explodes and somebody flies out, you know that that person didn't really... They weren't really in the exploding car. It, it's sort of like that. I'm just like, okay, porn Porn is not a great use of gathering information. But it was still there. <laughs> just just the thought of so many people, just to, just to use your exploding car example, right? <laughs> I, think, I think that so many, I think in general people are even it even happens to me like I'm I'm caught up in the moment. I'm not thinking that that like that that's fake, you know? You're like, so, "Oh yeah, a car exploding looks like that, sounds like that. The people fly out like that. Like, There's no wires. You yeah, can't exactly. see the wires and stuff and the padding I'm, that people land on." <laughs> I've never seen a real car explode, so I'm assuming that that's exactly how it looks and sounds. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And it waits until the guy walks away and puts his glasses on, you know? (laughs) Or once it falls off the hill, it takes like five seconds and then explodes. (laughs) Things like that. Mm -hmm. So -hmm. so I'm assuming that sex is the same way, especially when you don't don't know anything about it. This is the moment where I'm going to apologize to some family members before I continue. I'd like to say sorry to my mom. To my, to my stepfather. Okay, okay. Before before we father. get too apologetic, I do want to put out that sex is normal and healthy, and people have it or they don't have it, and it's a it's a thing, an activity that human beings can do together. Um, it's 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 just a it's just a thing. We don't have to uh, we don't have to apply judgments to it. Well, I'm apologizing because they all did horrible jobs <laughs> instructing me or helping me understand any of these things. Oh, I'm also going great. to admit to, to some things that they may not be aware of if they're listening. Uh, so as a, so my stepfather had he was he had subscriptions to Playboy and Hustler. Um, he kind of kept them all uh, hidden away. But when the parents weren't there, like we would, you know, me and my little brother would sneak in and, and like look at everything. Yeah. They're, Nobody's they're, home. It's time to snoop. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. I get that. There, there were <laughs> movies. So the first porn I ever saw was on VHS. It was, you know, pre-internet. How uh, old were you? I don't... Re- Let me see if I can do the math. If I was living in Jersey at the time, I would have been... This would be the second time I lived in Jersey. I would be, no, I would have been in like sixth grade. What age is that? Like, uh, like 11, 11, 12. Okay. Okay. Josue and now, I are about the same age. I'm, I'm guessing 11. I, th- I think you turned 12 in sixth grade. I, I think turned, that's how. I turned 11 in sixth grade. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And I was always like, my birthday's in. Oh, yeah. But like, did you, same thing. Did you graduate when you were 18 or 17? Huh? 17. So yeah. you were 11. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then my, my father's side of the family is super religious. So we never, never talked about sex. Like my dad gave me a very, very garbage, very, very, uh, basic talk (laughs) at some point that was, uh, embarrassing because at that point, like I had already seen a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I remember like kids sneaking in pictures into school and seeing things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so my family was very religious and also I went to private schools. So first a Baptist school, then a Lutheran school, then a Catholic school. There was never any sex education. And when I was in high school, I don't recall, I, I know there was like a health class. There was some sort of like family planning stuff, but it was like, Here's how you take care of a baby. There was no, oh, here's geez. where babies come from. Oh, boy. Right. Yeah. Oh, you didn't have to watch the video where the woman gives birth? Are you talking mm. about that Nova video? Yes, yes. The Miracle of Life? Yes. I, I still haven't Hell seen yeah. that. I don't know no, what that it's is. Great. That's great. That is <laughs> That's what they show everywhere, except for where you went to school. <laughs> That's, well, that's I mean, like so, classic sex, sex ed right there is the teacher is like, I am too uncomfortable to actually talk about this stuff. So I'm just going to show you <laughs> this graphic movie. So you'll all be shocked into silence and I can pretend you were listening. <laughs> did either of you go to a private school or, or no, a, a couple of years I did. Yeah. My, my fifth grade uh, in fifth grade when I had it, it was more of a health and then general sex ed class. Um, but that was at a private school and they mm. did like health class with all of us together. And then they would separate the boys and girls and do separate classes like that. And I guess it was to try and make it like less goofy. And so the kids mm-hmm. would like actually pay attention. But it ended up just being like really really apparent how differently they were educating us <laughs> mm. well uh, both of you yeah. have always lived in the san francisco area or was this somewhere no no not you lauren right was this somewhere this was else? this was in uh the you know the bay area peninsula bay area. area this was in yeah. um like san mateo so yeah and i and i lived in the in this well the east bay but it's still like san francisco area and mine was we started in fourth and fifth grade they separated us into boys and girls and did that sixth grade and on we were always together um sixth grade boys are kind of (laughs) dumb and uh as we got to high school that's high school is when we watched uh ninth grade we watched the uh nova video i was talking about before um, and that was also where we put condoms on bananas. Yep, that was my ninth grade also. See, so I've I've seen that on TV. I never had any of those experiences. 
because I went to school. Puerto Rico's very conservative still mm-hmm. to this day. But although, I mean, this was, of course, a long time ago. So I have no idea uh, how that's improved or if there are even laws that, like, you know, in the Board of Education that um, require any of this. And the other schools I went to were in New Jersey. And I don't remember, I don't think Puerto, I mean, I don't think New Jersey was super conservative, but, um, but again, I never had any of those experiences at school there because they were all, um, Christian schools. Mm -hmm. So. And that, hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I've, I've seen that stuff on TV. To me, that's a, that's a completely different world. Yeah, well, it's real. <laughs> for some people, it's it's the experience we get, and for some people, they o- they only see that on you know American TV. media. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting to think about. Um, like, anyway, Josue, like, you were you were partway through a story about your your well, grandpa. I don't know if you finished it. No, no, it wasn't my grandfather. It was my my stepfather. Yeah. Um, and and so my my father himself like gave me like just a horrible um, like just overview and. My dad loves watching movies. Like my love of movies comes from from like watching so many movies with my dad. And he would like, go to the video store, just rent a whole bunch of movies. Again, he's super conservative, so it wasn't like porn or anything like that. It was just a lot of like B action movies in the nineties, and a lot of those like had, sex. had sex going on yeah. all the time. James all the Bond time. all the time. Yep. Yeah. Well, like James Bond is is like uh, high quality. A movies, right? I'm talking about yeah, B yeah. movies, like even then you get like your, all the yeah. ninja movies and and all the <laughs> commandos and and all this kind of stuff that like weren't in theaters, right? These were direct to video movies. They all they all had sex scenes. Like every movie back then had a sex scene. So like you were watching sex happening all the time, and mm-hmm. and no one ever like had a conversation with me about it. And once the internet came around, like the first thing that I did or people would talk about in school was like, you have to go to this website. This is where you see boobs. This is where you see, this is where you see vaginas. This is where you see naked girls. This is where you see people having sex. And then it was just a lot, a lot easier. (laughs) How sweet. Did you watch those TV stations where it was all squiggly? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. I did that with my friend Brian. (laughs) Oh man. So this is okay. okay, I never did that, so I didn't have that formative event. That sounds so exciting. And and then then we called that one nine hundred hot girls a lot. We were like we were like mm, ten years old. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. So so those those numbers that means somebody paid for that, right? Uh, We never actually did the credit card part. We just called, and then when they asked for. Are you an adult? Do you have a card? We giggle and hang up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so, Kids. so there's okay. So, so I'm I'm so glad you brought that. I completely forgot about that because a lot of people probably have no idea what that is. And I don't, I don't know if you can do that now. Maybe you could. That's still a thing. Is it still a thing? Yes. Mm-hmm. So there are still to, sex numbers you can call. Oh no 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 no! I don't sex. I don't. No, no, the I don't mean, I, TV, uh, the squiggly oh. TV. That's not yeah. a thing anymore. No, so, I don't. So yeah, to, I don't think so. It just says that, call your cable operator to get this channel or something like that. Well, it depends, right? You'd have to have an analog signal. So that means if you have your cable, this is the way it worked, right? You had your cable plugged directly into your TV, correct? And the channels would be scrambled. So you had certain channels uh, that were that were porn channels, but there were also like. Um, 
late night HBO. HBO and Showtime and Cinemax. And then if you didn't have those channels after certain hours, then you could go in and it looked like a photo negative. Yeah. Right? So the colors were inverted and basically the, the signal was scrambled, right? It was a block signal, but you could still see some of it. You between the lines, the, between the squiggle lines or whatever. Yeah. 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 And like sometimes it was like super clear, but just the colors were all wrong. Again, it looked like a negative. Holy shit. Yeah. That was, there was a lot of that too. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just, mm-hmm. I just Googled is watching scrambled porn still a thing? <laughs> it's not, you guys. It's just a bunch of like, hey, any 90s kids remember doing this? And then like old YouTube videos of being like, hey, remember this old, ye old time? Yeah. Well, again, kids I, I, don't know what they have today. Like, again, to do it, you might still, I mean, if you could plug in directly to an analog signal, it's possible. Well, you can't. I don't here, know if it's here even, in the Bay Area. Yeah. I, at least you have to have a box to be able to use the cable anymore at all. And there's no antenna. You have to have a special thing for antenna. And even then, you can only get network television. So yeah, I, just, I don't. I don't think those kinds of channels are are broadcasting on on antenna style anymore, right? Isn't it all digital now? Yeah. Well, it was always yeah. through the cable company. Yeah, yeah. But you but just now, but like back now, then there was no digital box. It was just the cable yeah. directly into the TV. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the box would unscramble. You could get like illegal scramblers in God, the back of tech like magazines. Old, man. <laughs> we are so old. Uh and you know, if you go uh even even further back, I've talked to people who are like my parents' age and they talk about like finding porn was like this like great coming of age tale where you and your friends were like you know 10 to 14 and you're wandering around in the woods behind your you know someone's house's backyard and you find uh, an old log full of a bunch of playboys and like that's when you become a man um so yeah it is it is a lot easier to access porn now certainly changes um uh when perhaps we should start teaching kids about about sex and about um more more on the the, just the media literacy side of like maybe we don't need to google search that (laughs) (laughs) well well, like all of these examples are are to show that children me what being one of them were exposed to so much stuff with absolutely no parental guidance no conversation no context given. Yep. Mm-hmm. There was no, you know, sex ed literacy at all. School was no help. There was nobody else to ask. And it was just a whole bunch of kids yep. talking about this stuff. Yeah. And you're learning like a lot of stuff from like, oh, it's my best friend's older brother taught me about like nipples. <laughs> yeah. There, there are things I don't remember a specific example now, but I remember like being a teenager and learning things. And I'm like, how did I not know this? Like, how did nobody ever tell me this? I don't, I can't remember a specific example now, but I remember having many of those moments. It's even harder when you're gay Uh (laughs) and nobody tells you anything. I, Yes. yes, I mean, sex wasn't even on my mind until I was an adult. And I had my first girlfriend. And the L word is where I learned everything. Yeah. Uh, probably good and bad. 
bad information. <laughs> That's usually um, how it is. <laughs> um, I learned that I was in love with Shane. Uh, that is that is the fact. Um, mm-hmm. And I need to watch the L Word reboot. I really want to. I've heard it's good. I need Showtime. I'm sad. But, like, I didn't even have access to the L Word until I could buy it on DVD. Like, <laughs> hmm. But, but yeah, I, it was really interesting when you said earlier that even even the sex that you were taught, there was none of the sex that you would end up having later. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. None of it. Yeah. Nothing, none of it applied to me. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that at the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't get any any queer sex ed from official sources. All there of was- that was gathered from from media and my own yeah. my own searching. I'm realizing now, as I'm thinking about it, a lot of my formative media was uh, fan fiction. Reading a lot mm-hmm. of sexy yeah. Harry Potter fan fiction teaches you a lot about yeah. sex. Yeah. And mm. Mm, emotional intimacy mm-hmm. and big gay love. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. The Geek Therapy Network and all of our projects are made possible by the supportive listeners like you. You can become a patron for as little as $1 a month and gain access to exclusive content, behind the scenes stories, swag, and more. Sign up at any tier and we'll send you a welcome kit in the mail anywhere in the world to celebrate your first month. Thank you so, so much for supporting us. We couldn't do it without you. You can learn more at patreon.com slash geektherapy. So the L word, I've heard many people say it was formative for them. What other shows mm-hmm. can you, do you remember that were, or, or for, for both of you that were like formative? I really, well, not formative. This isn't formative, but I do appreciate the episode of the Fosters or the episodes where the the kids are talking about how there's no queer sex education at school and so they try and form a way of getting that sex education off campus um and it actually ends up not being so so great for the for the school um and for some of the main characters um getting in trouble for not getting the right permission slips or anything for stuff and stuff from family but like it was a really cool concept um, I would hope that schools would learn from that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other things, like shows that were more, like, really, L Word was it until, like, now. <laughs> and I would hope I'm a little more educated now. Um, yeah, I'm trying to, I don't know. I'm trying to think of shows that I watched when I was like a younger teen and it's more like, you know, Buffy and Angel, which have some sex in it, but not not a lot. With Willow Tara, they fade to black, but it's okay. Yeah, I mean, that was <laughs> that, that was, was good. I mean, that was a very formative episode for me. Mm-hmm. I've I fucking I love that episode. Um, but Buffy Buffy I mean, had the I mean, I think it's a uh, somewhat problematic that if angel had sex with buffy then that he lost meant, his soul yeah he lost his soul <laughs> yeah there's i mean there's a lot because of... he was so happy he there's... was the happiest he ever would be yeah yeah yeah, yeah i mean the <laughs> there's a lot of problematic stuff about that but yeah i mean the the joke being in a later episode of angel he gets um dosed with happy pills and he 
short time loses his soul. It, it's very goofy, yeah. but that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> there was there was still some sex stuff in there. It was more like less educating me about about sex and more about relationships. Like I said earlier, and um, I'm trying to think of some other examples. Like I watched um, Californication. That that had a lot of focus on sex. Um, the main character was a, a sex and love addict, um, which there was another more recent show on Netflix called Love, which has a, a similar sort of premise. Um, I watched this show called Satisfaction. Um, it was an Australian show about sex workers, and um, it was really more of just like a, a drama show that happened to take place in a Australian brothel, but um, it it did uh, absolutely impact the fact that I instead of saying prostitutes, I always say sex workers now. We're not prostitutes; we're sex workers. So that is you like should say it like that all. That's the time. how they, that's how they say it in the show, and it is deeply ingrained into my brain now. So that, that so they aren't I, that's sex workers; they're sex workers. Sex workers. Um, <laughs> what else? There was also. Um, Bonding on Netflix. That was a show about like kink and BDSM. It had a lot of questionable stuff, but it's a show that that talks about that stuff, which is, is I feel a, a net positive. Even though mm-hmm. sometimes it gets some things like wrong. Um, same thing with the the show's sex education. Um, I think it's it's a really good place to start having those kinds of conversations because, like you said, Josue a lot of our parents didn't really talk to us about this stuff or if they did it was confusing and uncomfortable and i can o- only imagine a part of that is formed by their sex talk with their parents as being mm-hmm. probably uncomfortable and or non-existent and so um you know trying to change the way we think about sex education as being less of this like uncomfortable thing that maybe you completely avoid into something that we can talk more regularly about through the media we enjoy. I just saw the episode of Sex Education where the girls stand up and say, it's it's my vagina, it's my vagina. And the the headmaster, it's like every time someone says vagina, like he dies a little inside. He's like, oh, <laughs> no, oh, stop. <laughs> That's what I imagine our parents were like every time they had to they had to talk about sex. I'm trying to think. I used to watch a lot of soap operas. Mm. Oh, there's a lot of sex there. And I think, once again, it didn't come to mind because it wasn't the kind of sex that I would be having. Um, I watched two, three soap operas um, for a very long time. And um there was one queer person that was a main character that had girlfriends um and that was as i got older Hmm. and she she, it was very it was the first she had the first same-sex kiss on daytime television and it was a huge deal um the actress is eden regal um and her character is bianca montgomery I remember all of this off the top of my head. Um, nice. What show was and, this? Uh, all My Children. Mm. <laughs> nice. And she got a kiss, and then he, it was years before they did any of the, like, after sex naked with the with the, the sheets mm-hmm. scenes with her. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Partly because the character was like 15 or 16, I think, when it started. Um, when that storyline started. But that was definitely formative. Uh, I can't remember how old I was, though. So I think that sex was just like, it, there was a stereotype or it was stereotypical whenever it was portrayed. Right? It was like two main characters. That, like, Almost again, always straight. Always, always straight, right? Like when, mm-hmm. when, when were they not straight? Like in the two thousands? Like when? Like uh, like I'm talking about mainstream movies, right? Like there's always been um, queer content, like very little or underground or independent, but like mainstream, right? Where where that most people are watching movies. Mm-hmm. It's like ah, oh, you know, and it was like automatic, right? It's like. Two attractive people, they're the leads, they're going to hook up, they're going to have sex, and mm-hmm. uh, and like there may be like a, a scene afterwards that you see where they're hugging or they get up in the morning and someone makes breakfast. Like It's this idea they kept repeating over and over and over again, and you saw it on TV. And I started watching Sex Education last week, and the, the show on, on Netflix, and... I really, really appreciate the conversations that it's having because like like you said before, it's like, oh, but there sex isn't just, you know, intercourse. There's 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 an emotional part to it. There's a relationship part to it. There's it's so much more complex. And there's also a spectrum mm-hmm. of feelings and how to do it. And, and there's so many things in between. And then I feel like just movies and TV just show the same things over and over and mm-hmm. over again. And it's like, it's so refreshing today. We have so many different types of, uh, so many different examples to, to look at. And I don't know, I think, I think I'm, I'm curious what you think about uh, sex education, uh, Lauren, because so far I'm, I'm loving the fact that it's showing so many different aspects of sex. So I'm like, I've never seen this on TV before. This is fantastic. Yeah, no, I definitely love that part. And and talking about a lot of, a lot of stuff that makes people really uncomfortable and, you know, pushing through that discomfort to talk about it anyways. Love that stuff. Um I've I have I I I get why they wanted to choose high schoolers, but I personally have a problem with with having like, oh, this high schooler's, you know, giving sex therapy to other high schoolers. It's a little uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. But I I Tell me more about that. <laughs> just just general sexualization of teens. Like I know teens are sexual humans. Human beings are sexual creatures. It's not something to be shameful of. But you know, we get to choose what we turn into media. And I think that in this case, perhaps it would be better if the kids were older and not teenagers. But that's just me. Um, I, I think it's. I great say that, and I, I I say that, but there are there you know shows like um, Steven Universe and Adventure Time. I feel like talk about sex in totally like kid and teen appropriate ways, where it's not explicitly sex stuff, but it's all important to understanding sex and, and your body and relationships absolutely like fusion you mean yeah like mm-hmm. fusion um, and it's a dance mm-hmm. <laughs> and and both people have to be you know consenting to it and they have the the arc spoilers 
with Lapis and uh, Jasper where they mm-hmm. are having like non-consensual fusing mm-hmm. and how bad that is. And they talk about the emotional impact of that on Lapis and um, they show the emotional impact of that on both Lapis and Jasper. And it's a really great way to be like, this isn't talking about sex, but it it we can have the same kind of conversation. Here are the words we can use to describe how we're feeling powerless or how we're feeling overwhelmed or how we're feeling like we're, our, our bodies and our agency are not being respected in the way that we feel they should be. And, and those kinds of shows um, are great, great starting places for kids, I feel. I mean, I'm thinking about Adventure Time, and there's an episode where uh, Finn has a weird, vaguely sexy dream about his girlfriend, Flame Princess, and his frenemy, Ice King, and he starts like trying to get them to fight to sort of like, oh, I'm like, this is doing something for me, guys. And they have like a whole blowout about it. It's like, that's not an appropriate thing to do. And, you know, respecting other people and their agency and not like trying to manipulate situations in order for you to get gratification and how that's like unhealthy and and unethical. And that's that's a an 11 minute Adventure Time episode. Like... Damn. <laughs> hmm. Kids are having sex though. And Yeah, I mean that's that's the <laughs> other thing when like you're talking about not really having a sex education and Lara was fourth, fifth grade, I was fifth grade. Um I knew girls who got their period in second grade. Yeah. So that that was three years too late. Yeah. Um so it's like a lot a lot of the research on um, kids and teens is basically showing that especially America we are absolutely failing these kids in educating them about sex because by the time we actually get to doing it they've already picked up a ton of other information elsewhere yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not you know it's not necessarily good information and they don't necessarily know the difference hmm. I mean I say them, but that's true for me too. I'm, I'm an adult, and and I you know I know a lot about sex, uh, mostly the sex that I have with my body. But there's a lot of sex I don't I don't know about with other people, and so there's always things that I'm I'm learning, I'm being educated about. Actually, um, earlier today, preparing for recording this episode, I opened up um, Reddit and I went to the Ask Reddit channel or subreddit. And um, did like a search on on the term sex to see what kind of like questions people were asking and getting you know thousands of responses to and it was it was you know enlightening in some ways about how people were like here's all the things I didn't learn about sex until I was having sex, um, which is interesting, um, but also stuff like you know hey have you ever had sex with a disabled person what was that like. Or are you disabled? What is, you know, sex like for you? And it's like, that's not something I see in a lot of media. That's not something that showed up in, you know, the care and keeping of you book. Um, but that stuff is is interesting and important and um, something I, I feel we should destigmatize talking about that kind of stuff. People want to know. And so we should be educating them. Yeah, like when when I was a kid, I didn't know who to ask. Like I didn't I didn't have anybody. I didn't have Reddit. Now I, I completely take that for granted, right? Because I any question I have about anything, like I don't know, like 
why is one finger longer than the other on my hand? I don't know, like anything random, right? Like I'm Googling it and I'm finding out from from a whole bunch of people and people who have asked in the past. So this idea of the conversation starters, right? To see something in media. I was thinking about like Mass Effect. Like you could you could have sex in Mass Effect. You couldn't see it, but at least you know that you were like trying to engage in a relationship and trying to, to um, hook up with people. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. Okay. It's like, what, like what's going on there? Like, Maybe you're you're thinking about things. Um, mm-hmm. You have you have questions, and the, what's going to spark those questions? Right? It's 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 actually seeing it somewhere, and hopefully, like 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 you just said, like hopefully it's not when it's happening. Right? <laughs> hopefully you you have that idea coming from somewhere so that you can. I don't know. Like. Get the information beforehand. It's like it's not just be prepared, right? Because like you're not preparing for every single possible scenario, but mm-hmm. but yes, also you know, like I don't know, just like being informed, right? There's a there's so much out there that we again, like there is so much of of eighties, nineties. I can't even think of like stuff from before, right? But that like like if you if you see movies from a certain time period like especially when movies first started there was no sex in those movies there was no like right. kissing in, in a lot of those movies right like a kiss was like the orchestra came up and it was like the lights dimmed that it was this huge thing and then mm-hmm. 80s and 90s it was just like you know every single movie had a sex scene i remember hearing actresses talk about how like they they it was in their contract like they couldn't do a movie if it wasn't if there wasn't a sex scene in it like HBO, like every series would start with a sex scene, right? It was almost it was yeah. ridiculous. And um, the the actress that plays Daenerys in, in Game of Thrones, like third season, she was like, I'm not showing up naked anymore. Yeah. I don't want to do this mm-hmm. anymore. And now they have a, like a sex consultant for all of HBO that works on all of the shows right. to make sure that um, that the actors are being respected. Like, I didn't even think about that until a few years ago where I was like, oh, yeah, like, they're people too. And they have to do things that they probably don't want to do. And they might and, be uncomfortable. And not only have to they... No, not only do they have to do it, but they have to do it in a room with like 15 to 30 other people mm-hmm. who yeah. are like holding bright ass lights and microphones and all sorts of stuff. Like, it is not... Yeah, sexy. <laughs> I remember the Beverly Hills 90210 reboot, the one where they're trying. It's all about them filming, like getting together. It's about the actors trying to create a Beverly Hills 90210 reboot, and um, uh, Toy Spelling is having a hard time in the show because of feelings she has for Brian Austin Green, and it's getting in the way of the sex scene, and she's really nervous because. This is like 20 years after the show, so she's not 20 anymore. Um, So they bring on a sex consultant, and actually, for them, it made it worse. She's like, I used to be able to do this. Why are you here and telling me what to do and get out of here? Like, very interesting take on things. But I, I ultimately, I think having the sex consultants on these shows is probably a good idea. Definitely a good a good idea. It's like it's like oh nobody ever thought of this before, you know. Yeah. And now, now those are conversations that were happening. It's like oh wait a minute, even even just for the sake of the art, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. What are we putting people through? What are we representing? Why are we showing it like this and not like that? Why is there no queer sex? Like what well, what's going on? Like what are we trying to say? What are we trying not to say? And I don't know. It's like they're taking it seriously finally. 
sex is very serious for a number of reasons. And the more I was, I was thinking about this the other day. Oh, this is, this is a, uh, something I, th- I think it's related. Stay with me in birds of prey. This is not a spoiler in the birds mm-hmm. of prey movie. There is a part, there's a fight scene where one of the birds of prey, her hair is getting in her face and another, uh, an, uh, so this is a woman, her, her, her hair is getting in her face in the middle of a fight scene. And another woman sees her and offers her a hair clip. And mm-hmm. she's like, yes, please. So she, hair in the tie? middle of the fight, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like, hair tie, grabs it, puts her hair back, and then keeps kicking ass. That is, like, I appreciated that so much because it's something you don't think about, right? It's like, oh, yeah. and Because there's someone on set to make sure their hair doesn't end up in their face as an actress. So, like... It doesn't happen, but like this was pretty real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's 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 like a woman understanding other woman what she's going through. It's like, oh, do you need this? Like, I, I have an extra, you know. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. let me, that's uh, let me help that's you also like low key pretty lesbian, right? Is, isn't that isn't that a lesbian joke of Is the um, the hair tie that gets passed back and forth? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although so, most. Most most of my lesbian friends don't have enough hair for a hair tie. Yeah, yeah me neither. But so, th- it's the thought I- ironically, that counts. You should always have one. Well, ironically, <laughs> always. When, when I had my hair long, I always had extra hair ties, and I still carry an extra one, even though my hair is super short now. See, yeah, That's thoughtful. You're part of the club, Josue. I keep it on my on my AirPod. See, see that is box. sex education yeah. that we don't necessarily think of as sex education, right? How eh? so? Because sometimes you get your hair in your face during sex. That's a, that's annoying. You, you, you need a hair that tie. Up, so it's you true. have hair ties. It's you true. think, okay, what what tools do I need for sex? It's like, okay, I got some lube. I got some toys. It's like, oh, you grab a couple of hair ties too. That's important. Long hair gets everywhere. You're like, you're, you're, yeah. you're putting your hands on it. it can, yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. yeah. And like again, like if those conversations aren't happening, you're not you're not thinking about it. Yep. Until it happens to you. you and then you always have a hair tie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that is probably the the biggest takeaway here is that we we get a lot of sex, sex education from outside sources, from school, from parents, from our friends, from the, the media we consume. But ultimately, the best sex education is is personal experience. And um, for me, I think that that is why... Uh, talking about masturbation and learning about your own body and exploring your own body is really important because I think when you know yourself better, it is easier to have um, satisfying sexual relations with other people. Can we, can we talk about asexuality for a second? Also, yes, I am Please. enjoying that. I am seeing more asexual representation in in shows. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's great. It is something that we do not talk about a lot and... Um, we should definitely see that more in media because for a lot of people, that's going to be like the light bulb moment where they realize, oh, shit, that's my identity. And now I don't feel alone or broken. And mm-hmm. that's really, really important. We need lots of good, fantastic, diverse representation of all sorts of gender and sexual identities in our media because we need to see that stuff. It's important to us. Yeah, like asexuality is just like, well, you know whatever sex doesn't do it for you and that's mm-hmm. the complete like that's what i was thinking about when or part of what i was thinking about when i'm talking about how we just saw constantly the same thing over and over again it's like oh there's two people there they're going to have sex eventually because 
That's what mm-hmm. happens. The other day I was yep. watching Grace and Frankie, which is, again, another great example. These are 80-year-old women, and they still have sex lives. It's fantastic. Please talk about yeah. it. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I love that they have they have a whole story arc about making vibrators for women who have, yep. like, arth- arthritic hands or, yeah. or not a lot of hand strength. And I'm like, hell yeah. yes. People yeah. that we don't yeah, think talk about. about that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so many things I never thought about. Thank you, Grace and Frankie, for, for uh, bringing them to mind. And uh, in a recent episode, Grace is like complaining, like she's telling her husband, like, oh, we've like we've only had sex like nine times this week. And I remember uh, I, I was like, whoa, 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 like that's like you're presenting that as normal. Right. As like, it's this idea that you, you, that, you usually that see, is right? ha- what everybody should be. Yeah. Ha- should be having more than that if they only had it nine times. Though. Right. So, so many people see only see those like you're not talking to anybody about sex. You're only seeing it on TV and movies and everybody's just having sex three, four times a day. And you're like, oh, but I, I don't do that. Like, is that OK? Is is my relationship in trouble? Like, these are th- these are things that people are thinking. Um, and that like same scene being like, I'm too tired when I get home. Like, yeah, I just like, want to go to fucking bed. <laughs> exactly. Does that mean something is wrong with me? I don't know. And and in that same scene, Grace is after Grace says that the husband's like, listen, the reason why I married someone my age is so I didn't have to do that because <laughs> I'm older and I'm tired and I don't want to do that anymore. That's not the life I'm I'm uh, I'm interested in anymore. Yeah, we we build up a lot of expectations about what what we think other people expect of us um, sexually. And uh, if we don't learn how to talk about that stuff, um, we make ourselves really uncomfortable and upset. (laughs) Which is a big problem with porn, right? Uh, I've read some studies where it's like, oh, some people just like, it's like, oh, Real sex isn't like what you see in porn. And to the point of uh, what you were saying earlier, Lauren, about like, oh, you know, but I know that's not the way it is. Most people don't know that what they're watching isn't the way that something is, especially when you've never had that. You know, you've yeah. never seen that. And when you're talking about porn where it's it's just sex, maybe pizza delivery, maybe <laughs> something like that. But for people the most part- People take it as like, it's a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part it's just people having sex it's like okay once you get to that point you're like okay so you know who's who's reading the Kama Sutra no it's like you're like oh no you know I saw this movie I saw this clip I saw this on Pornhub now you know and that's where your ideas are coming from yeah also the Kama Sutra is like the Cosmo, the, the Cosmo magazine told me the 50 top ways to make my dude rocket out of this atmosphere with the power of his <laughs> orgasm yep. um so i'm soul. ready to go but you know next month i'll have to buy another cosmo because those will all be old moves i gotta learn some new moves yep new season <sighs> yeah new i would positions. say um instead of like straight porn I-, I think a lot of porn comics um especially some web comics have been pretty pretty dope at sex education in in a way that's like it's a comic so you know it's not real those aren't human bodies they're they're drawn they're exaggerated in certain ways but that can be uh, a good way to inform th- people of like actual real things because you know it's hard to show certain penetrative pe- penetrative movements like with real bodies because we're not we're not see-through. But with the power of comics, anybody can be see-through. 
In they fact, can. with the power of comics, you can have sex with a beautiful goo girl who is see-through. Um, and and many many other adventures, but <laughs> hentai think, does that a lot. That's like a staple. yeah. I mean I mean of course there's there's the anime side. Yeah. I was I was more on web comics, but yes yes there's lots yeah. of there's lots of really cool cool stuff out there that um, I think in some ways can be more useful than than like video real live porn. Yeah. Um, it was like you'll, like uh, Mortal Kombat, right? The video game. They've uh, I think since ten, maybe since nine, they do these things called X-ray attacks, right? It's like you, <laughs> you punch someone, and then it's like an X-ray shows up, and like you see the bone breaking. Like they're never. That's never gonna happen in porn, but in hentai, <laughs> which is uh, like anime. Why porn, not? They could put them in an MRI. I I have <laughs> actually. It's not moving porn, but I have seen porn pictures that mm-hmm. were done in an X-ray. Okay. Okay. It wasn't necessarily sexy, but it was very cool. Well, this this mm. is the thing, right? It's like, I don't understand hentai that does this because it's like, it's showing, like, all of a sudden it goes into, like, okay, switch the camera number four, the one that's inside her vagina. And, like, you see the penetration happening and then it skips back to, like, another uh, a position, right? Like, the ca- another view. And then it comes back to the internal one. You're like, what? Is that sexy? Like, what what's happening? Are they trying <laughs> to be educational? It's it's strange. It's very strange. But I, I don't think you would. They're show trying that. to do something. You They're just trying don't know what to it do is. something. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 are providing you with something. Yeah. What you choose to take from it is is your choice. <laughs> yeah. Like who's who's who wants that? Like who who was asking for that? You know. It's like can we can we see from the inside? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I mean, sure. Yeah. We can do that here. Which, oh man! Again, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's again, there's a lot out there, and I don't know, like, like with anything that's important, uh, if young people are seeing it, or and older people who who, who just don't understand, or, or it's new to them, to have that support. I mean, hopefully, your parents, or you have teachers, or somebody you can you can actually talk to and ask questions to. I I think Reddit and online is great too because you get a whole bunch of uh, hopefully you know something like Reddit where you're upvoting hopefully good answers right something you're getting some sort of information sometimes it's like it's so hard to say yeah the internet is helpful i believe that but also i know how unhelpful it can be <laughs> so it's yeah a hard, it's, a, it's it a hard argument to make but but at least it's it something. is both a wonderful tool and a handicap yeah, yeah i think i think that there are a lot a lot more good resources out there for people to self-educate about sex but the asterisk on that is there is just a lot more on the internet. And so you have to do some sifting to actually find the good information. Um, mm. I think, I, I don't have them in front of me, Josue, but um, after we finish the recording, I will give you um, a list of a couple of YouTube channels who are explicitly working to do sex education available free to everybody. Yeah. Um, that kind of I've, stuff. I've seen like good resources. Green, I think, is, is mm-hmm. one of them. Like That's I really like her them, videos yeah. a lot. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's like I, I, I said about my stepfather and all the smut he had in the in the house, but he also had this like encyclopedia of sex, which I always thought was interesting. Like, well, what is this doing here? And I actually learned a lot from that because that was like the serious take and had answers to my questions. And there, there is 
very helpful stuff out there, like those YouTube channels. You know, there are people out there who, I think, again, I, I've only really seen, I, I, again, I think her name is Lacey Green, uh, her her channel. Yeah. And she's like, there's no good sex ed out there. Like, so I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it on YouTube. And it's it's fantastic. It's so good. Yep. Because we, we need it, you know? One thing I appreciated about, so working in a group home was really hard. Uh, but we would have the, the non-public school the kids would go to, we would have Planned Parenthood come and do sex education with the kids. And I think it was good for them. They learned a lot. Um, I, I think I learned a lot having to sit in on one of their classes. Um, but that's what they do at Planned Parenthood. Like that is their whole purpose is like encouraging safe sex. Um, and so I think they were better equipped than a high school health teacher to, yeah. um, to talk about it. And and they had better examples and things than I ever had in high school. So that's a good point. Delegate to someone who actually yeah. feels comfortable, you know, and, and yeah. actually has information. Also, you know, just putting this out there, it, it might always be uncomfortable to talk about sex stuff, but the more you do it, the less uncomfortable it becomes. It, it it's a it's a skill we get used to, like any other skill. So th- the more you talk about it, the less weird it will feel. Um, I I don't have many recommendations, right? I think definitely like Lisa Green's channel on YouTube and. I really think like sex education is just so good because I've only seen, I guess, five episodes so far, but most of those episodes have started with a sex scene and each one of them shows a different problem. And like two people who are, you know, like they want to have sex, but like something's off. And the whole idea is right that there's this kid whose whose mom is a sex therapist, and and so he's learned a lot. So he's you know he's become a sex therapist for his his fellow high school classmates. But just seeing sex that is not perfect, that's not idealized, is yeah. so so good. I appreciate that more than anything else. Yeah, because like it's, to see really to important. see people falling off the bed or like feeling uncomfortable or just like you know like. Bodies making weird noises. Yeah, not there being should into be it. way more of that into in in movies. Yeah, and shows <laughs> and stuff is like definitely definitely lie about the kinds of sounds that occur during sex. Yeah, yeah. and they're not they're not all perfectly pitched bones. I promise you, no. a lot of them are fart like. <laughs> Some of them are farts. It's true. It's true. It's that's how it goes. Yeah. So, yeah. Any other recommendations? Uh, like. Or, 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 you know, honorable mentions or anything like that. I, like I said, I don't, I don't have the handy list in front of me. I'll give that to you later. But okay. um, before we wrap up, we d- you you brought up Mass Effect, but we didn't really touch on video games too much, even though that's my favorite. So real yeah. quick before we go, I do want to touch on some like cool video games that have sex stuff in them. You know, you talked about Mass Effect. There's also you know, Dragon Age and The Witcher have romancing aspects, uh, other RPGs with romance options. There's games like um, God of War. The original the, the one older, was... Yeah, the older God of Wars, <laughs> not the newest God of War. Um, or like Grand Theft Auto, Saints Row, those kinds of games where you're interacting with sex workers in some way um, for points or HP or whatever. 
Uh, but there's also interactive fiction and dating simulators. We have um, Dream Daddy. Whoa, dating great. sims. So dating mm-hmm. sims are huge. Mm-hmm. How often do they result in sex? So I am not the best person to ask about this because I've not played a lot of dating simulators, so I don't have the experience to go with it. But Mm -hmm. I do know that there are specifically dating simulators that um, focus more on the the communication and engaging with sex and less on, you know, say the right thing and then, and then sex is your reward. Um, but there are also, there are lots of games where it's like, if you say the right choices and click the right buttons, then you get rewarded with sex, which is a very different lesson. Um, and how, how, like my understanding is some of those are just like implied sex, right? Yeah, like, some of some of them do, you know, the fade to, fade black. to black. Some of yeah. them, some of them are more explicit. Um, I know Dream Daddy is uh, has lots of on screen like romance stuff, but doesn't do on screen sex. Um, it does the fade to black thing. There are there are like interactive like sex simulation games. Kind of. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, there's games like genital jousting where all of the players play as penises and yes. with with little ball. They're very cute and cartoony, That's... pastel colored penises. You can um, equip hats. My favorite is the top hat. Um, and the point of the game is to put your your penis head inside of the other players' penis balls. I guess it's supposed to be the butt, the butt of the penis. Um, mm-hmm. It's very silly, but it yes. does sort of talk about like, well, the, the the developers talked about like they wanted to make a game that was sort of explicitly about how genitals are very silly and we take them very seriously a lot of the time. And sometimes <laughs> it's fun to just sort of engage with the absurdity of our weird flesh bags. Um that's also a theme in realistic kissing simulator. I don't know if you guys have heard about that, but it's a no. little in, it's a little indie game that they showed at a bunch of um, uh, game game places, game shows uh, like GDC and stuff. But um, you play it where the screen is is two profile sort of nightmare fleshy heads with these big giant tongues, and you just you just mash them into each other and and wiggle them around and there's not really a point to the game you just play until you stop playing um but both realistic kissing simulator and genital jousting have this really cool aspect where they explicitly put that you are consenting to play in this game um and it's not just a breast uh, a button press it is a button hold so it is like a really um making a game mechanic out of the idea of uh, consensual engagement and sexual actions. The idea of like the person who is doing this with you is choosing to do this with you. It, it is a, a informed consent moment. And I think that's really cool. Even if the games themselves are very silly and not like sexy in any way, they are sexual. Um, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. When I went to GamerX the first couple times, I cannot remember the names of any of the games, but there were quite a few indie, like, sexy games or uh, what have you. And, like, one game that we played was, it was a, each level was a, you had a, a bed and you had to fit different people that were, like, almost like Tetris pieces on the bed. And it was, like, different poly groups. And it was really cool. Ah, I love that. Yeah, I cannot <laughs> remember awesome. the name of the game. 
at all, but it was really funny. Yeah, and then there's, you know, there's more, uh, like, queer narrative stuff, like, with um, Gone Home and Life is Strange. Those both have um, not necessarily explicit sex, but both are talking about queer relationships, and Mm -hmm. um, that's... Which hopefully queer relationships lead to queer sex or lack thereof. Yeah, I mean, whatever whatever does it for them, for sure. But yeah, yeah I just before we before we wrapped up, I did want to touch on, you know, video games are talking about sex too. And yeah. it's important to remember what what stuff you're picking up from that. If you <laughs> if you're playing um a lot of Grand Theft Auto and you're beginning to see sex workers as um m- money money holders that you can receive the money if you strike them with your vehicle, Maybe uh, maybe you need to play some other games, <laughs> consume some other sex media, R- round it round it out a little bit. Uh, yeah, there's <laughs> a, a weird angle to go there. Uh, I did. I don't know why, but here we are. Here we are. <laughs> wait, wait to wait to end it on a weird note, Lauren. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah, I mean uh, the, the video game thing again. There are like simulation games and and. Oh yeah, I bet I bet 100% there is a a co-op style sex game. So so again, they exist but there's no like there's no realistic sex. Again, like even in those dating sims, I I can't think of anywhere Actually, I was just thinking about like anime in general. Like mm-hmm. like sex never happens in anime. Like I'm I'm trying to think yeah. like it's very rare. I can't. I can't think of any examples. I was trying to think. No, you got to go no. to the hentai for that. Yeah, yeah, it's like a whole other thing, right? So, in again, in games, you only get to to a certain point, right? It's like it's like sex doesn't exist. Even even the romance is in everything, right? Like we even we'll see. Shit, I saw a lady in the tramp. It's two dogs in love, right? And sometimes you see movies where like these two, you know, kindergartners, and you see like oh, like they're in love and you're all happy, right? And so like. Romance is in everything, but we don't see in in most stories like sex. Now I I feel like even there was a time when we saw sex all the time, and now there are times when which which I appreciate. Like I don't want sex in the Avengers. That's not what I'm here for. Right? <laughs> You're here for the explosions. Exactly. I want to see. I want to see the the biggest battle possible. I don't need a sex scene. But th- there's still romance there, right? There's still there's still mm-hmm. multiple romances in those stories. Mm-hmm. But they don't they don't get to that point. But there are other stories again. Like Tony a- Stark has a kid. Obviously, there was sex at some point. Yes. <laughs> we kind of skip. We over can that. confirm Tony sex. Tony sex. Tony Stark <laughs> has had sex at least once. Actually, you know what? he's We're super his smart. Name. It's to- it's Tony sex. He may have cloned Tony her. sex. She may be a clone. You don't know. You don't know. He's super smart. He could have just created her. Out of nothing. Okay. It's possible. Okay. So not confirmed. Unconfirmed. Oh, unconfirmed. Yeah. Yeah. Unconfirmed. But, it, but again, like something like a dating sim where the whole idea is romance. Where's where's the sex part, right? And I, like, I get it. Maybe you're not there for that. But there's like an incomplete package. Like what would happen if a game actually had that? And then what's the game mechanic there? Like what are your options once the sex starts, right? Like you're going through this whole thing where you're trying to um, get to know people and you're trying to like find out their likes and, and make the right choices. So they'll go out with you and then you have a good date and you go like, what, at what point will we see? And again, I'm sure that some exist, 
But well, there's God of War. I mean, the screen might not be on you, but you have to move the joystick in a certain <laughs> way and hit the right button yeah. and it vibrates more and more right. and more. But those are QTEs. those were QTEs, right? Didn't it tell yeah, you about Enterprise? Yes, it's it's QTs. Yeah. yeah. There's I mean there's okay, so there's a there's a card game called Consentacle, which is a a game where you are playing as uh, one player is a human and one player is an alien and you play cards um basically navigating a a sexual encounter between a human and an alien and it's a really interesting way to to make sex into something that has mechanics like a game um it's an interesting take i haven't gotten a chance to play it but it looks very cool i'm almost certain we did an episode of rolling for change on the geek therapy network i think you did intimacy games i think is what we called it Mm -hmm. and we Mm -hmm. had i was the fifth wheel we had two couples (laughs) and me (laughs) that's a good episode though and and we talked about uh different games uh, that again that's like some are sex games some are games about sex um, but like in a narrative sense and like uh, something being interactive, there's there's so much to explore. I'm I'm very interested in what those will look like. Hmm. <laughs> Do, uh, remember uh, Black Mirror, the uh, the fighting game episode? Yeah. Yes. So basically, that's like it's like a virtual reality fighting game, but that they could have sex in it which was there's a there's a, a, a very uh, uh interesting conversation I, I i'd love to have about about just that aspect of it right it's like you built a, st- a simulation with these fighting mechanics but you also built in everything to to have sexual intercourse and like why and how and like what, what happened there right but it's the idea that you could have a game uh like have that be a part of a game again lots to explore there hmm. Hmm. Lara do you have anything uh, else you want to recommend or any other, anything to point people to not necessarily no? I, don't th- I think I I think I went through most of the stuff I it's 90210 of. basically 90210 <laughs> uh, 90s AOL role playing chat rooms um that one's not helpful now that's not helpful now yeah 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 (laughs) yeah (laughs) well yeah no this is this is this is a good conversation i i had that list of 400 like uh different ways to say sex a a single you didn't do it i know you didn't do it i challenged you I and know. then I challenged you. Disappointment. To come up with 400 more. I but know. it's okay. I forgive you, Josue. Next time. Talking about sex is weird. It's hard to remember all of the euphemisms, too. So it's really <laughs> it's really easy to make a euphemism. Like, so, stormtrooper, I'll storm your trooper. So <laughs> geek therapy, I'll geek your therapy. <laughs> the, um, the, the fortune cookie thing where you add in, in bed, bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> geek therapy in bed oh that should be that should be the title of the episode hmm. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. it might be um uh, this has been fun thank yeah. you uh, i know a little behind the curtain here i know uh lara was a little uncomfortable and 
I'm sure Josue was also maybe a little bit uncomfortable having this conversation, um, but I, th- I think it went really well, and so, I really enjoyed having it with you guys, and um, I'm glad we got to talk about sex and sex education and media. So you brought this up was a the, good episode. You brought up the discomfort of talking about sex. Do you feel uncomfortable? Like, were you uncomfortable having this conversation? Um, no, but I have spent a lot of time uh, working Making people on- uncomfortable? But yeah, I mean, that's that's the shortest way to say it is um, I'm usually the one who causes the discomfort. I'm fine. I'm, I'm having a great time. Um, <laughs> but, you know, admittedly, um, I, I'm, I'm queer. And I like I said early on, I got a lot of sex education at, you know, at home, my own volition, looking in anatomy books and stuff like that. So um, I definitely feel like I got a little bit of a leg up in in my sex education as a child than a a lot of people I know, um, which I'm very grateful for. Uh, But it's definitely, like I said, uh, you know, the more you talk about it, the less uncomfortable you get. Um, I'm also polyamorous and so a big big part of that is uh talking you have to you have to communicate you have to communicate everything and so that has translated into being very comfortable communicating about sex stuff of course there's always going to be things that make people a little bit uncomfortable um sometimes it's a lot a lot easier to talk about other people's sex than your own sex um but you don't realize that stuff unless you try so (laughs) Yeah. Go go talk about sex, people. Talk talk about it. Make it normal. It's cool. It's chill. Yeah. It's everywhere. It's a- and it, it and if everywhere. you're asexual and you don't care about sex, I totally agree. There's so much sex and everything. I wish they'd really tone it down sometimes. Ugh. Agreed. Yeah, but it is a superpower, definitely, to be able to talk about sex so that when someone who needs to talk about it or could really benefit from it comes to you mm-hmm. and you don't like shrivel up into a ball and roll away... Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, be, absolutely. It would be way very helpful, especially if, again, if it comes up. And, yeah, it. and you never know when you are going to be called to be a, a sex educator in some way. Like, mm-hmm. I have answered people's questions about female anatomy, like, in a hair salon. So, it's like, it, it can happen anywhere. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really rewarding when you're able to, like, help people understand themselves a little bit better. Yeah. Or feel a little, little less weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think I think the the secret to that is just practice. Like you said earlier, mm-hmm. there's no I don't know. There's a class like how to do it, right? It's just, just keep doing it. <laughs> yep. If you felt uncomfortable listening to this episode, listen to it again. <laughs> no, jeez. <laughs> Exposure <laughs> therapy. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's it's true. Again, I'm, and and I don't know. I think I think it's really really important. I could have benefited a lot from having people in my life who, you know, didn't shrivel up when you were trying to ask a question about about sex or or anything related to it. So, good superpower to have. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of GT Radio. This topic was chosen by Lauren Keller. So, direct all your hate mail to her. Uh, mm-hmm. And we- um, if you have questions, um, I might be able to help you. I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. can maybe direct you to some useful resources. Yeah, I really want to hear suggestions for, like, we know there are teachers listening. We know there are therapists listening. Like, what's helpful for you? Please share that on the forum so that other people can learn also. Absolutely. Um, like, sex education has become now, like, that's on my list of 
of media examples for especially when people are like oh like you know like my sex life isn't like what's usually portrayed on tv i want to say watch sex education because <laughs> you'll see a lot of a lot of stuff that isn't usually and, and grace and frankie for example right it's like listen there there are other examples out there and we need more i would i would appreciate you sharing them on the gc forum the link to do that is in the show notes or just go to forum.geektherapy.com for more geek therapy visit geektherapy.com thank you so much for listening remember to geek out and do good and we'll be back next week bye this episode was brought to you in part by our patreon supporters we'd like to say a very special thank you to our supporters at the evangelist level and above including mark booney lydia jamila adam doe gay pat and joe lynn to learn more about how to support Geek Therapy and gain access to exclusive content, visit patreon.com slash geektherapy.